faithfulness of our precious Lord Jesus. We're so thankful for that. And greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Just happy to have you gathering with us. I'd like to start by uh, singing Amazing Grace Shall Always Be My Song of Praise. Amazing Grace shall always be my song of praise for it was grace that bought my liberty I do not know just why he came to love me so he looked
Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We lift your name on high, Lord. You have done mighty things amongst us, O God, and we lift your name in praise and adoration this morning, Father. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Majesty, worship his majesty. Majesty, worship his majesty. Unto Jesus be all glory, honor, and praise. Oh, kingdom of authority flows from his throne unto his own, his anthems to praise the Lord Jesus. Enter into his presence and into his courts with praise and thanksgiving for his goodness and his grace unto us, for his saving and keeping power, for his precious blood that has been shed for us, for the bleeding word that cleanses us and makes us whole and righteous and pure and holy in his sight. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen and amen. Let's go to prayer this morning. Haven't got any written requests this morning, but we just want to bring the needs before of the church. Brother Tom will be ministering this morning. We just pray that the Lord will strengthen him with a special strength, a supernatural strength this morning. Many needs amongst us, many needs in the body, but our God 
is the supplier of all of our needs. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we worship you this morning, Lord God. We're thankful that you are our Father. And that you have called us by your name, Lord. Unto yourself, Lord. Unto your bosom, Lord. We dwell in your Shekinah presence, Father. We thank you, O God, for your presence, Lord. For this message, O God. For the word of the hour, Lord. For the revealed word, Lord God. That is our strength, O God. It is our source of strength. Our power, Lord, is the revelation of the Word, quickened by the Holy Spirit and the Bride of Jesus Christ. It causes her to press on through, Lord. It gives her overcoming power over the enemy, Father. Oh, God, it's by Your grace, Lord. It's by Your Holy Spirit, Father. It's by the quickening power, oh God, that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Oh, it's dwelling in the people of God this morning, Father. We thank You, O God. We worship you, Lord. We magnify your name, O Father. For thou art great, O God. And thou doest wonderful things, Lord. Thy ways, O God, are past man's ways, Father. And we come to you tonight or this morning, Lord God. We give you this service, Father. We surrender ourselves to you, Father. Have your way in our midst, O God. Come in our midst, O God, and heal your children, Lord. Raise them up off the sickbed, Lord. Strengthen their bodies, O God, we pray. You are the deliverer of all of our sicknesses and all of our diseases, Father. You heal us, O God. You are the great healer, the great physician, Lord. Oh, and we thank you for that, O God. Our hope lays in you, Lord. We rest in you, Father. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord God. Blessed be the name of the Lord God. Blessed be the name of the Lord God. We bless your name this morning, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, our majesty, our King, our Lord. Our Savior, our Deliverer, oh, our strong tower, Father. Oh, we love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord. Anoint our brother Tom this morning, oh God. Strengthen his body, Lord, with supernatural, divine strength, oh God, that comes from your very throne, Lord. Lord Jesus, as he'd step behind this pulpit this morning, Father, I pray that you'd flow through him, O Lord, and speak to your people, O God. Lord, may we just enter in, O God. Even though we're separated at this time by distance, Lord, we're connected by the the internet and the video streaming, Father. Lord, help us to enter in, Lord, and draw from you. Pull on the word this morning, O oh God. Give us grace, Father. Give us your amazing grace, Lord. Help us, we pray. We give you this service in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you for standing with us. Maybe we can sing, I'm going through, I'm going through.
we're going through, amen? Amen. Well, I'm going through, Jesus, I'm going through, and I'll pay the price, whatever others do, yes, and I'll take the way with the Lord's despised view, and I've started Praise the Lord. Forgive me. Amen. Let's start with verse 1. See if I can get this melody right. You know, that's what happens when you get to uh, old mid-50s. Sometimes the old mind just doesn't want to keep up with the mouth. Amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. But it's good to praise the Lord. And He knows what, what, we, what we mean to say. Amen. Amen. Let's see if we can get this right. This world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know. 
like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't be glad home in this world anymore. They're all expecting me, and that's one thing I know. Well, I fixed it up with Jesus many years ago, and I know He'll see me through. Though I am weak and poor, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angel beckons me. at home in this world anymore, just over in the glory land, we'll live eternally, oh the saints on every hand, are shouting to glory, the songs of sweetest praise, drift back from heaven's shore, and I can't be at home in this world anymore, oh Lord, you know I Heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Just over, over in the glory land, we'll live eternally. The saints on every hand are shouting victory. Well, the songs of sweetest praise. Back from heaven's shore, and I can't be at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angel beckons me from heaven's open door, and I can't be at home in this world anymore. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Think of it, we've got a home to go to. Hallelujah, isn't that something to shout about and to sing about? We're not without hope. We're not without any vision or any destination or any purpose, but we've got a destination. We've got a purpose. We've got a home. We've got a hope. Hallelujah, oh my, our faith is anchored in that. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Maybe we can sing, My Hope is in the Lord. We'll invite our brother Tom to come out and minister this morning. Let's start with the, uh, I stand in awe. I stand in awe within the presence of the Lord. In whom the wisdom of the
focus our thoughts now and our minds toward the opening of the word and we think about the words that we are about to sing I stand in awe within the presence of the Lord we're not going to let the world cheapen that presence we're not going to allow Satan to make it a foreign thought in our hearts and our minds For he's an ever-present God in time of trouble. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you even in you to the end of the world. I'm a friend that's closer than a brother. I am the great I am. Keep our hearts focused. Our minds set on the Lord. And our hearts turn to him. I stand in awe within the presence of the Lord in whom the wisdom of the ages just lie for whom the raging of the sea subsides for the living sacrifice Dear Heavenly Father, as we approach the very throne of grace this resurrection morning, what a world we're living in, a time of great chaos and upheaval. But Lord, my eyes have been turned heavenward and all I see is a kingdom coming. I see a great future that lays ahead for a people. They've heard thus saith the Lord for their hour. Realizing that there is a change within the atoms we are living for. Nothing else matters, Lord. 
nothing else matters. So as we look to you, the author of the word, would you come, Lord, and give us strength that's needed, Lord, to run this great race. Some weary, Lord, will be there to hold them up. Some that are stronger, they'll pick up those that are weary. But we will indeed run this great race. And we'll run it to the glory of Almighty God. So bless your people now, we pray in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ben. Thank you all, musicians. Thank you for your, your time, your effort, your gift. God bless you. God strengthen them and God bless you this morning. We greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We see the pastor and his dear wife stand, standing there. God bless you, Dad. God bless you all. We've come into the presence of the Lord to rejoice in the goodness of God. I, I really, I really, um, I don't know actually who listens to us. I know quite a few people that are outside, maybe even our, our realms of influence. But more and more as time goes on and more and more as, as whatever Satan wants to throw at us, more and more he's trying to take away from us the sanctity of the presence of the Lord. It's just church. It's just church on the end of a video link. Or it's just church on the end of a uh, uh, computer. It's just church. It's not just church. I wonder whether they would have just thought that on the road to Emmaus. It's just the two of us. I mean, what's this? And Jesus himself drew near. And you say, well, it's just us gathered in our room. Who cares what kind of room you're in? He doesn't care. He does not care what kind of room you're in. He just cares how is your heart, how is your faith, how is your believing. And I would want you to say, not just to yourself and to the people, but to the Lord himself, I'm stronger now than I've been when I was 20 years ago. I'm stronger now today than I was six months ago. I'm stronger now in Christ. And I know that we have a a great adversary, that is true, but we have a greater God than any devil that can try and throw things at us. We'd like to remember our families within the assembly that are suffering through this um, little bit of a, what do we call it? I don't know, it's a terrible sick cold, or I guess if you've had it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't had it, don't get it, and just keep your faith strong and keep rebuking that devil but we have a God that is a very present help and I know that he's very present here this morning and he knows your needs and I don't know your need I don't know even your attitude this morning your spiritual attitude I don't know he just flicked on the thing oh it's brother Tom this morning I don't even like to get it to where you know we have a structure so far this has to happen this has to happen so when this happens we do this now why not just let God have his way? Why not just let the Holy Spirit come into the room? Why not maybe have to turn around from your desk and put your head down and thank God for the grace of God? And I thank I was thinking of you, Brother Milko, coming to church and singing that little song that you sang in the log church when you first got saved. It's not the first mile. That really counts here. Everybody starts out of the gate real strong. 
And people, you know, that we thought were strong aren't strong at all. And they've gone by the ways. They've gone by the boards. But it's not the first mile. It's the last mile. Can you run that last mile? Can you run that last last length? And we're in it now. And, and I, ain't, I ain't planning on stopping. I don't know about you this morning. But I plan on going all the way. Brother David, I'm going all the way. I've lived this life this long. Why wouldn't I want to live all the way? Live for the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'd like you to turn this morning. I've got a number of scriptures to read. And um, if somebody has a buzzer or a bell somewhere around the 1230 mark and you want to hit that buzzer, hit it real loud so I'll know when to stop. If not, I've got Brother Nathan here. I've already pre-warned him. When I'm certain certain time, you just look at me and nod your head. The word is is unfathomable in in its in the greatness of it, and um, even there's a many times, and <clears throat> I'm at fault at that because there's some things that when God makes something very real to you, it's not that you memorize a quote or you memorize the scripture. Is that that word that that has become real to you? And I can't take it. I can't, it's like me trying to pull off my finger. I can't pull that finger off. That's a part of my body. And then with this message being Christ, when that word is so real, I can't take it away from me. I can't unlearn it or un, unthought it or unexperience it. And it becomes a part of our substance. It becomes a part of what we are. And hopefully it becomes him. And that's that's what we're desiring. So maybe you say, well, Brother Tom, you've used that quote. Well, we've used many quotes before. You'll, you've used scripture, that same scripture, maybe five years ago. I looked at one place. I looked at what's a scripture that I used. It was over 20 years ago. And I said, shame on me. I should have used that scripture before 20 years ago. But there's a big Bible. And um, I'm, I'm sure the Lord understands all that. So I'd like to take a look into the word. I, w- I want you to have a fresh look. I want your minds to be fresh this morning. As though everything that I've said you've never ever heard before in your whole entire life. And scripture, quotes, whatever it be. Just that it would become real. And the thing that I'm saying that for is because I marveled at how a prophet could stand and preach thousands of messages. And of course, we've got them recorded, 1,100 and something, but there's many, many, many more that were never recorded. And how he never tired and he never glossed over that little woman at the well. He never glossed over. It was like it was as real to him that that morning that he was preaching than it was to him when it happened. And that's what the word is. It's living reality. So if you don't mind, let's stand to your feet. Let's take your Bibles. I'd like to turn to Exodus chapter 33. A very deep um, and wonderful portion of scripture. I don't think... A person had the ability to mine it spiritually. Um, they have the adequate gray matter to understand it or to conceive it. But it's a wonderful portion of scripture. I've looked at it over the years. But the Biscal I know, has preached on it a number of times. 
but it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful portion. Exodus chapter 33, and I'll start reading at verse 14. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with us, this is Moses, carry us, carry us not up thence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, and I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth? And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Wow. I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. Well, I think we could stop just there and just have our minds blown. That all the goodness of God, the creator of the universe, all his goodness. He said, I, he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy unto whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. Verse 21. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. <clears throat> I, I, I would love for you to just look at that scripture for a moment and think about yourself. Think about yourself now. Forget about everybody else. Just think about yourself. This is the God of glory and grace. All goodness could pass by. I mean, how long would that take? How long would it take Moses to be standing there to see all the goodness of God? Amazing. And the Lord said, Behold, James, surely we can all look at this scripture. We can all look at it. Because I don't want you to look at it 6,000 years ago. 4,000 years ago. I want you to look at it now. I want you to look at it now. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. That's that's a pretty good declaration. I'll take that. I'll say, Oh, I, I believe for that, Brother Tom. There's a place I have made for you to stand. And it shall come to pass while my glory passes by that I'll put thee in the cleft of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. 
And I will take away my hand and thou shalt see the back parts, but my face, but my face shall not be seen. Let's pray one more time. Heavenly Father, Lord, if there was a minefield to mind, a gold minefield, and we just touch the tip of that nugget, Lord, and we would say, my, what a wonder how we have found. But Lord, this is greater than any gold minefield man has ever made. And Lord, I might be frail in my speaking, but I pray that you'll be the faithful Holy Spirit that will make it alive to your people. Sisters are sitting with themselves, some by themselves, some families together, some separate. I pray that the Holy Spirit would come in their room and it not just be a reading of scripture this morning and an expounding of some quotes, but it become a living reality that there is a place that we've been invited to, to stand by you. We ask the Lord you bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You have your seats. God bless you. Amen. We're living in a time that um, I think most of us, and, and thus those that have spoken, would say, well, we're living in such tumultuous times. And indeed, there's many places where the prophet makes reference to that. And I, and I don't want to belittle that. And of course, he does a lot, a lot, when you collectively gather the thoughts of a prophet's and his idea of the of the hour or of the time that we're living in. But I don't believe... Brother Brown was now talking to a, a multitude of people. He was talking to a multitude. Unbelievers, believers, and believers. And so even though that the word was going out, I don't believe that I could receive what he's trying to feed the make-believer. I don't believe I could feed on that. I don't believe I could feed on what the unbeliever would try and what they ever, what they get. But I believe that the message has a word in it for a people that are spiritually desirous of God, that there's enough word in there to change us and put us into a rapture. And so often we will read different quotes because there's certain things in the quote that want align up with our thought. And because of that, that's all we see in the quote. We don't see the full value of maybe the whole page or, or the whole uh, book as such because we're so intent of getting this one point across. But let me get this one point across right now if I can, if you would allow me that. This elected lady called the bride of Jesus Christ, I don't care what Satan throws at you or at me or at anybody that says they believe this message, will not derail us from keeping focused to the very thought and purpose that God has called us for. 
He didn't call us to have wonderful and great families, and yet he has given us wonderful and great families. I understand one of the first scriptures that when I first was saved, that the my Bible says, unless you forsake mother, father, sister, brother, you're not worthy of me. That's one of the first scriptures. Of course, not being a Bible reader or a Christian home, I took the reality of that. But if you forsake mother, father, sister, brother, I will give you a hundredfold in this world and in the next to come. And of course, in this, and everybody loves to stop there, but then again, but with persecution. So we know that there's things that come along with all this that we have are now looking at. So the point I'm trying to make here at this specific junction is not that we've come to have nice families and we give you nice messages and we fit a nice box and we fit a nice idea. Really, I don't think one time we ever came to church when we were saved that we ever thought, oh, it's going to be a nice little box thought. It's going to be just a nice box idea. But that we could just think, can we have the moving of the Holy Spirit? Could we have the moving of God within this service? And how my soul yearns for thee, the living God. And yet time goes on and weariness of life comes and weakness in the flesh comes and children grow up and we think we know so much more now that we're so much smarter that we've been around this message so long. And I start to realize I'm not smarter. I don't even think I'm even where I was before. I'm just trying to catch up. And yet somehow we get this idea that there's uh, badges of, of, of years that come to make us um, either ranked higher or thought of more than rather than thinking, Lord, you are my everything. You're my all in all. And you're all I need. If I have you, I have everything. And so, Lord, I want to I wanna focus this thought that there's been a place already in the thought of God, a place that he has prepared for a people to stand with him. He's called for men, I don't care how old you are, whether you're decrepit or not decrepit, whether you're strong or whether you're weak. Let the weak say they're strong. And so then we start to understand that we'll stand and give God all that we are under any circumstance that we find ourselves in. And we will fight this fight. And we understand as time goes on, who would have thought? Who would have thought that I'd be looking at a a screen? Who would have thought 10 years ago that you'd say this was absolutely ludicrous and ridiculous? And yet... You start to see the intent of Satan is just to deaden, deaden, and deaden, and deaden. Where you used to sit on the front edge of this seat and say, Preacher, preacher, man, I'm watching you. You know who I'm talking to, too. There's only one brother that says that. And and, And that becomes a lot different. Uh, 
We find ourselves at home. We find ourselves relaxed. And should we? And should we be condemned for that? Absolutely not. But we should earnestly prick ourselves and say, Lord, I need something from you this morning. And I need to move into the channel. But you're, what the thought of God is for me. Now there was a spot that God had already prepared a place for Moses. There was a spot, and when you, and when, wouldn't you, I mean, hey, uh, let's just be, can we be carnal for a minute? Maybe be carnal for a minute. Uh, there's two million children of Israel. And, uh, if, if, if the Lord of glory come down in a pillar of cloud and just said, hey, uh, uh, let me tell you, precious, eh, I had a spot for you. And you would look at me and go, God has a spot for me. And you'd go around the two million people, I'm sure, open every flap and say, the God of glory has come by and he's made a place for me. And it would be, I, I'm sure though, a whole camp would know by the evening time, Sister Precious has a, has a place prepared for her. I'm sure, I'm, so you, you don't look at me bewildered, because if it was your name, I'm sure you would have been right behind her and said, well, he, he's got a place prepared for me. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. Very, very familiar, of course. uh, Revelation chapter 3. Verse 20. says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open that door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcome will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. I want you to think about it. Moses had a place to stand on a rock with the Lord. Saints, you have been given a throne to sit with our Lord. It has moved from standing on a rock now to sit with our Father in his throne. What a, what a, what a place to be, to be called to. So I would just like to say... Who will stand with me? It wouldn't be matter. I say, well, in Moses' day, I'll stand with Moses. I say, well, Brother Tom, I'm not in Moses' day, but I'm, I'm in today. And today says that those that will open the door, I will sup with them and they with me. I, and I will grant for them to sit with me in my Father's throne. I'd say, hey, that's a place that God has prepared for me. He prepared for me, because I don't, I'm not in the Philadelphian church age. I'm not, I'm not in the Ephesus church age. I happen to be one that was called at the end of the Laodicean church age. And there was a place prepared for Brother Tom Ray. 
And I want you to realize by the grace of Almighty God, the longer we go, the greater that grace grows to think that God has called the likes of you and I to be able to sit with the God of glory in the throne of glory. And I'll get into a quote where the Bible says the bride will never leave his side. Wherever he goes, she will go. I say, come stand with me. We're going to stand where God has prepared for us a place. It has been a special prepared place for the likes of you and I. So let me ask you a question. If God has prepared a place for us, if God has prepared a place for us, is there going to be anything that's going to stop you from fulfilling what God had in his mind who was going to fulfill that spot? Could Satan ever disrupt the plan of God? It would be ridiculous to think that Satan could disrupt the plan of God. So then if there's been a place prepared for me, then I want you to know, and I want me to know, I'm on my way to that place. I am not going to allow COVID to occupy my mind. I'm not going to let the circumstance of life start occupying my mind. God sent a messenger. God sent a message. And he was trying to bring us into the reality of a place beyond the veil. We have to move from this veil of life into that veil. That we are going to live in. There is a place prepared for you. Are we going to fight? That's up to you. Are, are you going to stand? And say, oh, I like this kind of life. This is comfortable for me. I've got a nice little wife. I've got some children. I've got a mortgage payment. I've got a car. Saints of God, that's all that Laodicea can provide. That's all it can provide at its best. But God's providing a future home. God's providing an unseen realm that you have never hardly could grasp or even think. And I'd like to get into that as we move along. So, as we journey along life's road, as we journey... We're going to have battles. And in these battles that we have, in these journeys that we take, we understand there is an adversary that's trying to stop us to achieving the goal that God has determined in his mind. That there's going to be a people that will achieve it. His idea is, I'm going to stop them. What a ridiculous idea. But anyways, he's a ridiculous enemy. And we will fight the great fight of faith. But there's one thing that we need to know and keep realizing. This is not going to be a picnic. Brother Bram said in the message uncertain sound. There's only one certain sound. Prepare for battle. But, but, but as time goes on and Laodicea and its charms of life and the new things and fangdangles that come yearly and if not weekly. 
that that mesmerizes the people. It's where I feel, feel I feel like a kitty cat with a little ball on the end, and it, I mean, what little mind that little cat's got? It's gonna bat that ball. That's all that's in its mind. I bat the ball, bat the ball, bat the ball, and Satan keeps on throwing things out in lay to see us starts throwing things out. We think bat the ball, bat the ball, and he keeps us batting balls for what reason? But God is focusing a people, focusing us, focusing us to a place that there is a land beyond the river that they call it sweet forever. And it's closer for some of us than it is for others. There is a sound, and that sound of the gospel that is certain, Brother Branham said, is you're going to fight for that land. Prepare for battle. Brother Bram said, what battle? He said, the coming of the Lord. That's one certain battle you're going to battle. The coming of the Lord. He said, prepare yourself for the battles now against evil. When evil is besetting the people on every hand. Everything's going wrong. Homes are going wrong. The union is going wrong. Nations are breaking apart. Atomic bombs are all around. Homes are splitting up. Motherhood is gone. Immorals are shot. Can we say anything more? Prepare yourself. The battles now. It's against all evil. It's a besetting that which is on the people on every hand. It's besetting them. Everything is going wrong. And everybody that I'm looking at that is listening to me is wanting everything to go right. It's true. I mean, it, it would be crazy to think, no, I want to wake up in the morning and I want everything to go wrong for me. No. But it's craziest to think that everything's going to go right for us too. Brother Bram said, it's an upheaval now. It's an upheaval we're living in. It's an upheaval. And so even though Satan throws out the trinkets or the little ball and the little cat starts to, to whack at it and, and we get enamored by stuff, we need to keep on focusing there's a land beyond the river that they indeed call the sweet forever. And we will be in a battle until that time comes. Paul says in Hebrews 13, 5, let your conversation be without covetousness, covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you wonderful part of scripture that comes together he's saying you know be content with what you have for you got me if you've got me you've got everything be content bible goes on to say so that we may boldly say we may boldly say the lord's my helper i will not fear what man will do unto me so here's another translation why don't you then comfort Yourself in this time of upset, this time when there's an upheaval, doesn't matter what nation, it doesn't matter 
what virus or what thing that would come our way. We say, well, COVID, well, what, what thing? Brother Brown said there's things coming on the earth they don't even have a name for. And, and here we are living in it, fulfilling it. I, then it begs the question, what's next week? What's next month? What's next year that we've not thought of that we say, when we had COVID-19, I didn't think it would get any worse. But the realization is this. It might get worse. But Paul goes on to say, I will never leave you. I will not forsake you. For I will be with you. I am the Lord God, your helper. So now, here we go. We see the upheaval. We see the upset. We see the world as it is. We're not living in the bubonic plague when they're rolling down, rolling down the street and there's carts where hundreds of bodies, dead bodies are being rolled out in front of you in the morning and the stench of death is, is now going down the street and people have lived through errors of that. And could it get worse? And does it get worse? Brother Bram said, there's one certain sound you can know. And that certain sound is prepare for battle. But in that preparation of battle, one must understand what makes great men great in battle is they never turn their back on the fight. Great men have stood the fray of battle where tens of thousands are running another direction, afraid of whether or not they're going to get murdered, killed, shot, hurt, maimed, whatever. And yet there are those men that have stood true and have been leaders And the men have focused their eyes on those leaders. And once your eyes are focused on those leaders, saying if he's going to lead the charge, then I'm going to stand with him. And I'm wondering as we'll go through the message, that as we will pepper it through, will you stand by him in this great battle and barrage that is starting to unfold itself Just remember, I've already read to you, we won, we've overcome, there's been a place prepared, and it's got Tom Ray's name on it, it's got Rhea's name on it, it's got your name on it, John. You have to realize, my name is written in the book. Prepare yourself for battle. That means also then, if you are to prepare yourself for battle... Then, and realize that the one that's leading the charge is the Lord himself. Then the the Greek goes on to say, then, if the Lord is your helper, and he's the one that's leading your charge, the Bible goes on into the Greek saying, then, why don't you just comfort one another? Why don't you just comfort and encourage confidently Saying to those that are around you, what have we got to worry about? The one that leading the charge is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. 
And though Satan can throw everything, he's God at us. We are going to take God at his word. And we're going to stand with thus saith the Lord. We're not going to cowtown. We're not going to sit back and say, well, whatever you got for me, devil, I guess I'll just take it. No, you got to rise like I am right now. I'm sweating profusely. And, and do I feel well? No, but we're going to keep fighting the good fight of faith. It does not matter what Satan throws at us. We are going to stand. It's an incredible time. That we live in. It's an incredible time. It's a time where. As Brother Bram said. The United Nations are crumbling. America's crumbling. Motherhood's crumbling. Everything's crumbling. And yet. Brother Bram preached in 1964. And in Masterpiece. He said. Look at what's going all around us here. We see the days darkening. He said shadows are falling. I just predict in a few more years when this nation's gone. He said yesterday, 4th of July, uh, Thomas Jefferson signed the Declaration of Independence with him and others on the board with him. Rang the Liberty Bell, declared independence as a nation and according to history, there's never been a democracy at any time that ever lasted over 200 years. And yet nations rise and nations fall. And you think that it's just going to keep on going. But it's crumbling, it's crumbling, and it's crumbling. If you took the nation in in the 70s, it's not even close to where we're at today. It's crumbled so much. And it's crumbled more in the 80s, the 90s, now the 20s. To the very fact where the, the noblest... Of honor that can bestow a citizen. Nobody wants to receive it. And I was thinking about this little thought while I was laying. I had had an operation and laid me down. And then I got hit with this COVID and that hit me down. And and I just heard a little bit about how that the news that the, the, the metal... The Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest award that is given to an American in America. The highest award to achieve. I remember when Ken and I were, were once in high school and there was a citizenship award of Cloverdale, Cloverdale Jr. And I so happened to get the award just so that we cleared this up. And of course, parents are proud. People are there and cheer. Yeah, you got, you got the award and you're the winner. Okay. And who was remembered since? Only two of us. The one that didn't and the one that did. <laughs> but now we have what they call the medal of freedom. It's the highest medal of honor that could bestowed a citizen of America. And yet they find out Within the last few days of the president going out of office and a new president coming in office, that those that were to receive it rejected it. They wouldn't come and stand and be identified with the leader of their nation. They were not willing to take that stand. It's called 
the Presidential Medal of Freedom. It is to one who is worthy or worthwhile. One who has done admirable feats that need to be recognized as a nation, whether it be in the sciences, whether it be in the arts or whatever. These are are ones that, that have been gifted. And when it first started out, I believe it was 1963. And 1963 was uh, uh, Kennedy. And he... He wanted to make this available to the citizens of America. And John F. Kennedy. And he made it then the the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And it was actually given to people that actually were worthy of it. And they did great, um, great leaps into the science realm that moved humanity forward and 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 incredible men with incredible minds and the fellow that even i was reading i was reading the names of these and what they did it it boggles your mind in the science realm of who now if you start getting it down it's down to hollywood and now it's down to sports players and now these are the level of people that a nation is wanting to identify as the worthy of the highest honor. So it's indicative that even though the medal is for them, look at the quality of people that it's given to. You can see, as the prophet said, the nations crumbled and lost. But you aren't given the presidential medal of freedom. You have been chosen by Almighty God Himself. A quality that surpasses all quality. Worthy that passes all worthiness. Who said that you, Sister Eleanor, you're the one that I have chosen to sit with me in my throne. Will you stand with me. And I want to tell you something, saints of God. There's a group of people, if this room was full, would stand to their feet and say, I'll stand with the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care what any others do. I'll stand with Christ himself. But their, their problem, they said, we can't be identified with a man of that character, where in fact they themselves are men and women of character unworthy of the medal. Men have been chosen, women have been chosen, and they've denied it and declined it, and that's very well, that's up to them. We're living in a time where there's trouble, he says, on every hand. The world's shaking. The church in its condition. But the Jesus, now this is, this is one who's trying to awaken us out of this realm that you're trying to fit yourselves in. He says, now the Jesus, now there's lots of people that preach Jesus, that's fine. He said, but the Jesus that walked on the water, 
Now, many preachers will preach about Jesus walking on the water and talk about Jesus saying to Peter, why don't you come, Peter? And they were afraid and they'll take, it is, it is I be not afraid and they'll take the text. But now here comes a ministry. Here comes a ministry that he's saying, here, that Jesus that has walked on water. Where the whole world's shaking around and the church is in its condition. That same Jesus has come walking right up by the promise of his word. The one who walked on the sea that night has walked right out of the pages of this Bible. Now, what was he doing, saints? He was moving them from just sitting in their pew. I'm saying, oh, we're in a nice service. There must be 10,000 people here. But now, here's a man that is standing and saying, the elect, the chosen, the seed gene of Almighty God. I trust you catch this. The same Jesus that walked on the water that night is walking out of the Bible right into this congregation. Now, I want you to think about that. People say, oh, I just went to church. I saw mighty deeds being done. I saw the blind healed. I saw the lame walked. But did you see the word? Did you see Jesus? Did you see this one that's called and has a place for you to stand by her? When we read our Bible, do we see this Jesus? He said that same Jesus that walked on the sea. I thought, Brother Red, what a privilege that must have been sitting in a meeting. And there's a prophet standing there. He said, now that same Jesus, that same Jesus that walked on the sea that night. Walks right out of the Bible into this congregation. Don't call me no holy ruler. I just feel like shouting. Yes, sir. The Christ of the Bible. The God of history has just walked into this congregation. And I thought, my God, just think if there was a hundred connections this morning that a hundred people could say, that Jesus that Brother Tom is talking about, not just in letter form, but has walked out of the Bible into my living room, into my office. Where is this Jesus? Oh my, the God of history is walking right into this congregation. I wonder if we knew what we knew now then, and we were privileged to be there then, not what we know now. I wonder, Dad, what we'd do. I don't think I'd sit in the pew where Ken is. I don't think I could do that. I'm sorry. I'd have to excuse myself and say, I'm sorry, ushers. I'm going to get out of order, church order, real quickly. The Jesus that Brother Branham is talking about, the God of history that had just walked out of the Bible, he said, is right here in the congregation. I want to be where Jesus is. I don't want to be in a thought that I have created in my mind in 1980. 
of what Jesus is. I hope that is not too hard or heavy. I don't want a thought about what he is, was, to a thought that, oh God. Do I read that now and say, could that be me? Could that be in this room? Could you walk out of the Bible right now? I need a touch from you, Lord. I need a living God. I don't need a dead God. I need a God that can touch my children. I need a God that can touch my wife. I need a God that can touch me. I don't want a God of my imagination. I'm sorry. I'm so past that. When I saw the message where Brother Brown preached, God is a reality. And I started to read that, Brother Nathan, when I was just 21 years old. I thought, this is what I've looked for all my life. It's not hearing about there is a great God, but knowing and seeing that there is a great God amongst the people. That he has prepared a place for me. Nicole, you might not be worthy of what they call the, the Presidential Medal of Honor. But you've been given the medal of the King of Glory. That has chosen you before the foundation of the world. Not to sit in some living room and be by yourself. Because one glorious day. I don't know how it's arranged. I do not know how the throne is arranged. But I know one spot. It's reserved for me. And however the Lord designs it. It's beyond my thoughts. Because I know there's a lot of people in the bride. I don't know where everybody sits. But if I have to sit on Brother Ken's head. I'll sit on his head. We'll do whatever we can because that is a place prepared for Moses in the book of Exodus, Mark. There's a place prepared for me in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 22. And it's got engraved in it. Tom Ray. Tom Ray. I have a place for you. And it's not the Medal of Freedom. It's the throne Of God. The throne. Of God. God has prepared. A place for me. Can you imagine. And your name's there. And you're going to be there. Why? Because it has nothing to do. With you or I. They said who's the people that chooses the. Presidential men all of honor. Who's the people? Who's the, who's the, who's the committee? Because there's always a committee. Everybody has to have a committee. Who's the committee that sits around and says, Linda, our deal, she's, she's worthy of this medal. Matthew DeCurdy, be met worthy of this medal. Who is the person or committee that says, you're the one that I choose to give this great medal of honor. And I even this point made me a little bit happy. The point of it is it's not a committee. It's the president himself that chooses the person to receive the medal. And then I thought, praise be to God. God does not have a committee. He doesn't have a group of men saying, does Tom or Ray make it or does Nathan Hildebrand, does he think he's good enough? No, no, there was one. There was one 
who wrote my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And it was not a committee. It came from the very thought of God. And he put my name in that book. And he gave me not the medal of honor, but he gave me the Lamb's Book of Life. And Thaya said, your name is written on this book. And you're the worthy one. You're the one that's worthy to bestow this honor. No man could do it. No committee could do it. But God himself could give you your name on this book. How many have have sung the chorus? There's a city far beyond the starry sky. In that city where the Lamb is the light. Oh, see the bright light shine. Just about home time. Don't let this stuff that is happening around us affect the vision. We need to stay focused. Heaven's high, hell's hot. The throne is my destination. How would we know these things? How would we know this? You know, we sit here, uh, you know, and I know you look so relaxed. Maybe one day I'm going to say, everybody that has a Chesterfield, throw it away and stand in there, stand in your room. Stand and stand like I got to stand or something. So you won't fall asleep on me. So where do we get all this? It's one thing to say, you know, Andrew, the God that walked out on the Sea of Galilee that night. Isn't that amazing? That he walked on water and they're all amazed that he walked on water. But the part that amazes me is he came out of that dimension, wherever that dimension was, and walked into a congregation of people such as you and I. Whatever that realm is, that's what my soul longed for. Heaven's high, yes. Will it be wonderful? Yes. But whatever that dimensional realm is, don't you want to go to heaven? Yeah, I do too. Would it mean laying it all down and just saying, Lord Jesus, forgive me? I heard a wonderful thing this morning, early. Brother Brown said, I'm praying for you, sister. Now he says, now, of course, he doesn't, he doesn't see me. He doesn't see me. He only hears my voice through the blood. That's all he hears. And I thought, oh, God. That's where, wherever you are, Lord. Wherever that is, wherever that is, 
And wherever my voice goes, it goes through the blood. I'm so thankful you don't see me. Because I want the blood of God to wash me and cleanse me. But wherever you are, Lord, let my words go through the blood this morning. So how did we know this? We talk about a prophet, Brother Branham. We talk about the seventh angel. We talk about Malachi 4 and Revelation 10, 7. And now it seems like it glosses people's eyes for some reason. For me, it's still a marvel. And it is a marvel. This message is a marvel. 1 Corinthians 2 and 7 says, Howbeit we speak wisdom amongst them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the prince of this world that shall come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Wow, that's a, that's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in, Brother Nathan. So another translator says it this way, but rather we set forth the wisdom of God, which was once hidden from human understanding, now being revealed to us by God. It was God through that messenger. It was God speaking the wisdom to us. It was God revealing to us by God. I I just wanted to help us get a little higher. Not that I'm any higher. I don't think I'm any higher than anybody. But just think a little higher. Our thoughts higher of the message. But rather, we are setting forth the wisdom of God once hidden from the human understanding is now revealed to us by God. That wisdom which God devised and decreed before all ages to lift us. So God now is releasing a part of the wisdom of God to lift us. Into the glory of his presence. My God. What have you been doing to us these years, Lord? Trying to show us more of your wisdom. To raise us up, Lord. Into your glory. Into the glory of your presence. What is he trying to do? Okay, he takes an example. Jesus comes to the disciples. But oh, just a minute. Here comes Jesus walking out of the Bible now. Walking out of the Bible. He's just walked into this congregation. This is a wisdom that was once now hidden. Now been making known to us. God's making this known. To lift us up into the glory of his presence. 
Don't let stuff occupy your mind. Get your eyes on heaven. Happy home above. Heaven. That's what my soul longs for. Heaven. But will I have everything that's needed, Brother Tom? Do I have everything that's needed to get to heaven? That would then mean that I'd have to earn it. If I haven't got what's already needed. Brother Bram said, in the message, Lord, show us the Father. He said, even the rapture. The rapture is right in you. The rapture is right in you. Wow. The rapture is in us now. I will prove that by the gospel. Those who he called, he justified. Those he had justified, he hath glorified. Hallelujah. Then in heaven today, we're a glorified in the presence of God right now. I'm just pushing out to it. Amen. Glory. God in his word, do you believe it? Do you believe it? So now everything that's needed He's gone to prepare a place for us. Not only has he prepared the place for us, but he had prepared the vehicle that's needed to get us to that place. So you'll never have to worry. Will I get there? Because if he's already started you on the journey, there's nobody that does not make it. All those that start, finish. Just not the first mile, Milko, no more. She'll do the first mile. She'll do the hundredth mile. She'll do whatever mile it takes. But she's going to run the race. And she's going to make it by God's grace. Heaven's not too far away. Heaven's not too far away. I have quote after quote. I'm sorry, I I haven't even got off page two here. That's okay. I I hope maybe something said has helped you a little bit. But I don't care whether you go to Job. I don't care whether you go throughout scripture. You'll find prophet after prophet after prophet. Is trying to get the people to see there's another dimension. Brother Bram said, Job was in distress. Can you imagine now? Here's a prophet of prophets. He said, Job was in distress. Everything gone wrong. Wow, sounds like today. Everything gone wrong. Not this part though, honey. His wife turned on him. You never have, honey. His wife turned against him. Accused him. 
His believers accused him. His friends accused him. They turned on him. Against him. All the rest of them turned him down. But God hadn't turned him down. God said to Job, Job, come here. Come here. Come here. That's what I felt like this morning when I turned on the table. It felt like God was telling me, come here. Lots of things are happening, but just come here for a minute. Come here. I may give you something, boy. I may give you something. I'm going to take you to a place. I'm going to take you. I'm going to place within you something that all the devils of hell can't shake you. I'm going to place within you something that all the devils of hell can't shake you. If every teacher in the world might accuse you one way or the other, you will never be moved. You know what he did? This is how he did it. He raised up the curtain just a little bit and said, Job, look yonder, Job. Look yonder. And what did Job see? What do you think he saw? He saw Easter. He saw Easter. For its first time, he saw the first Easter. And he screamed out, I know my Redeemer lives. Come here, boy. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to give you something. That no devil's going to shake you. No teacher's going to move you. I'm just going to lift up this curtain a little bit higher. And I'm going to show you, Job. I'm going to show you. And he lift up the curtain. And I saw the first, he saw the first Easter. And he screamed, I know my Redeemer lives. Oh, what a blessed place that was. Every man that's chosen of God and every woman and child comes to those spots of sacred sands where God will lift the curtain so you'll see him. You'll see him in his resurrected power. My prayer is this morning, Lord, there's a place prepared. Could you just lift the curtain a little higher for us? That we might see you high and lifted up in all your glory. High and lifted up for all to see. Could you lift it up a little Could you lift up a little higher in our spiritual life, Lord? Because I know there's a place prepared. Could you lift the curtain up a little higher? Lift it for me. 
He said Job needed it. I didn't know who needed it, but Job needed it. Everybody turned against him. He lost everything. Children, substance, wife, everything gone. He needed to see Jesus in his resurrection. Then he turns around and he says, you know, I lost my first wife, she said, and I loved her. He said, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to go in and I'm going to go see her. They said, no, 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 no. You don't want to go in there. He said, I'm going. He said, I love her and I'm going in. I walked in that door and opened the door and there she laid there, all covered up, the blanket pulled up over her face. I jerked the sheet down and my heart was breaking. I put my hand on her. Her perspiration was on her forehead, kind of felt sticky. I said, Hope, Hope, honey. I said, Speak to me once. Speak to me once. <coughs> well, just speak to me one time, won't you? I was shaking her. Friends, if I lived a hundred years, I'd never forget what happened. Those two big brown eyes looked up at me. She was so weak. She couldn't say anything. She's smiling. She took her finger. And she motioned. And so I got down. And she said, well, why did you call me, honey? I said, I don't know. I said, I don't know. She said, oh. In that other land, she said, it was so beautiful. There's no suffering. She said, oh, there were the great, great big birds, she said. And there was men dressed in white, one on one side and another on the other side, taking me to my home. What a dimension realm. What another place that has been prepared for us. And if I sang in a little chorus, don't you want to go to heaven? And we go, yes, I want to go to heaven. I guess we've been in a battle long enough and we say, well, there's one certain sound for sure. We're in a great battle and we will be until we go. We got Jesus walking out of a dimension into this dimension. We had... Sister Hope, pass away, go into the other dimension, and yet come back into this dimension. There's another land they call the sweet forever. And we're living for that place, not to hear about quotes and hear about certain things and things that we need to know. 
You have your own Bible. You have two eyes that God has given you. You read your Bible. You read the message. You get into the message books. You listen to your tapes. You listen to your prophet. I just wanted to let you know that as Moses desired to see the goodness of God and God prepared a place for him that there has been a place prepared for the likes of you and I and turn your eyes upon Jesus That's where I want you to look. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. Musicians, why don't you come down? Job in his distress. And yet God just said, come here, boy. Let me show you something. Maybe you've gone through or going through will go through a time of distress. Maybe the Holy Spirit be speaking to you. Say, come here, son. Come here, daughter. Let me show you something. I'm going to lift the curtain a little higher. I'm going to show you Jesus Christ. I'm going to show you the power of his resurrection. I'm going to show you a, a realm that you have not known but you have desired. And if I asked, I'm sure I don't even need to look. How many of us would want that curtain to rise a little higher in your own life? Say, oh God, show me more of your glory, Lord. Show me more of your goodness and your love. There is a place prepared. And I want to go to that place. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father. Someday beyond this mortal kin, Lord. Someday. Not knowing where or when. But I am so thrilled and so happy to know I have been been given a place to come. Or different ones kneeling, different ones with their hands raised, different ones, Lord. Lord, let me just see beyond this little curtain called the curtain of time. 
Lord, may we see you more in the greatness of your glory, Lord. Let us look past the ordeals of life and the complications that lay all around us, Lord. And may the glory of God saturate every room that's been joined with us this morning. May your glory pass by their way, lifting them up in the goodness of God. For we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Just turn your eyes. Just turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful faith and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace one more time just just look full in his wonderful faith and the thing Of his glory and grace. You love and I'm longing for
dimensional realm the prophet dwelt in and out of came in came out came in came out and so often we miss now it's just determined Lord don't let me miss that place that dimensional realm that wherever that prophet was coming and going no prophet it's not a place I'm not saying I am but wherever he was I want to go May the grace of God be on your lives. We call, we say that there's going to be a great shaking someday. And as Brother Michael it wasn't once wrote, there's going to be a great shaking. Let me just end with this one quote. He said, there is indeed an hour coming. There's an hour coming when the world will shake under the impact of the church of the living God that's moving forward in great power. God, move us. Keep us focused. Keep us centered. Don't get us distracted. David's men knew exactly what David needed. Cried out, who's going to stand by me? That's another message in itself, so I'll leave that. They weren't the Israelites. You start to see the mighty Gentile warriors start to line up, Brother Nathan. Said, who even cried out, Brother Brown cried out, David, say, who would stand by me? And then Nathan Hildebrand said, I will. And one from this nation, and one from this Gentile nation, and one from this Gentile nation, because there was a place prepared for them. There's a place prepared for you this morning. And by the grace of God, I just want to encourage you to just keep pressing the battle. 
Father, once again we bow our heads, thanking you for your presence, thanking you for a message and a faithful messenger that has delivered it, Lord. And how I missed it so much, Lord. I pray that you will open my eyes to see more and more of the glory of God. Bless your children. Meet their needs, Lord. Drive away this sickness. Drive Satan down, Lord. Michael Ray, who's labored much in this congregation, Lord, Satan attacked. Well, we'll attack him. And every parent, child, young person alike that's afflicted. You said, whatsoever you ask, in my name believing, you shall have what you ask. So in the name of Jesus Christ, we claim for total healing for the body of Christ and for your glory and your glory alone. On top of that city, on top of Mount Zion. God bless you. The service tonight will be at 4 o'clock. This will give you time to have some lunch, and have some time with your family before traveling up to the camp. Brother John Andes will be ministering there. On the top...
週。